I would say that you are actually trying to gain weight and mess up your blood sugar if you aren't sleeping long enough or getting quality sleep. <laughs> yep. If you aren't sleeping, you are actually making things worse. And most people don't want to hear that. When people come to me for help with their prediabetes, they don't want to hear me say that they need to improve their sleep, right? They don't want to hear me say that they may just need to go to bed a little bit earlier. They just want me to tell them what diet they need to do. They come into the appointment and they are mentally prepared for me to put them on another diet. But when I start talking about sleep, I can see that it's difficult for them to have wrap their head around it, right? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I need to get more sleep. I get it. I get it. Now just tell me what to eat. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They didn't get it. Because as soon as they told me that their sleep was terrible, I can predict that their blood sugar will be higher. I can predict that they are struggling to lose weight. And I can predict that they have sugar cravings and they feel hungry all the time. And I know why they are so frustrated about why their weight won't budge. And it's because they are underestimating the power of sleep. The power that sleep has over how we eat and our ability to lose weight. And so you probably already know that sleep dictates our energy, right? It dictates our energy levels so that, you know, when you're sleep deprived or jet lagged, that you feel tired and you're dragging through the day and it has a direct effect on your overall performance. But what you may not know is that your ability to have deep quality sleep has a major influence over how your body functions on a day-to-day -day basis. And it plays a massive, I mean massive role in your body's ability to heal and restore itself, right? It helps you to achieve and maintain your desired weight. And it plays a crucial role in maintaining a normal blood sugar. So do not underestimate the power of sleep because once you get it dialed in, once you dial it in, you will become one step closer to your total transformation. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome to episode five of the Transform Your Pre-Diabetes podcast, where women over 50 come to get the knowledge, the strategies, and the tools so that they can stop pre-diabetes in its tracks and live a strong, healthy life. And I'm your host, Michelle Gornick-Hanning, and I'm back to continue on with transformational pillar number three, and it's all about the power of sleep. And so the transformational pillars are really about getting the body into a healing state so that it will naturally release the weight. And contrary to popular, popular belief, you don't lose weight to get healthy. You get healthy to lose weight, right? Being overweight and having prediabetes is your body's way of tell you, telling you that something's wrong, something's off here, right? Whether it's responding to unhealthy food that we talked about in the first pillar or living in a state of constant stress that we covered in pillar number two, your body is having a real hard time keeping it together. So we have to give it what it needs. Enter transformational pillar number three. And it's all about achieving optimal sleep. And sleep is a transformational pillar because the quality of your life depends on it. And when you sleep well, you wake up ready for the world. You feel better, you have more energy, you're way more productive, and the world just seems like a much 
happier place versus when you don't, life feels so much harder, right? Your energy is low. You, you know, everything you do feels like a chore and you're more easily stressed and the world can seem more like an unfriendly place. And sleep is like this beautiful, magical thing that happens when we close our eyes. The things that happen, right, the repair, the restoration, the healing that occurs is mind-blowing. And these things don't require a pill or anything special, and they don't cost us anything. But the cost of not sleeping is devastating to our health. And so when I ask people about their sleep, I would say that nine times out of ten, they say it's terrible. So is this you? Do you have terrible insomnia and can't fall asleep? And if you do, do you wake up a few hours later? Or maybe you toss and churn all night and maybe you get up to pee a few times and then you can't go back to sleep. Or maybe you feel like you didn't sleep at all and then you rely on a cup of coffee or two to get you going. And if so, what's on the front end of this, right? What's going on before you go to bed? Are you staying up late, getting caught up on Netflix or getting some housework done? Or perhaps you're burning the midnight oil, trying to get that work done into the wee hours of the morning and then mainly maybe only getting about six hours of sleep. But what you need to know is that sleeping on average of six hours or less is associated with weight gain, higher blood pressure, high cholesterol, just to name a few. And it strongly contributes to higher blood sugars and getting type 2 diabetes. Studies show like just one day, one night of poor sleep can increase your blood sugar levels, right? And also it strongly affects our mood, right? And we're tired all the time. We feel anxious or depressed or cranky, and we have a hard time learning or making decisions. And people in their 50s and 60s who are sleep deprived, I'm talking like getting six hours a night or less, are more likely to develop dementia later in life. And this terrifies so many of my older patients and for good reason, as Alzheimer's disease is linked to poor sleep habits too. And so what I'm trying to say is, if you want to age faster, deprive yourself of sleep. So thinking that you can improve your health without addressing your sleep is really a losing battle. So in this episode, transformational pillar number three, I want to help you understand why sleep is such an important piece of your transformation. And then I will continue the conversation in the podcast episode to follow, where I will show you how to embrace sleep as a non-negotiable part of your life. Okay. All right, cool. So Many people that I talk to have this sort of post-traumatic stress thing going on when it comes to sleep, and they think they've tried everything to get some, and basically they just kind of like throw their hands up in total defeat. But as I investigate further, I find that their efforts were nowhere close to what it really takes to achieve optimal sleep, right? And then they've labeled themselves as a terrible sleeper, right? It's their new identity right? They're like, I am a terrible sleeper. And if you recall in podcast number two, where I talked about identity, if you think you're a bad sleeper, right? If you believe that nothing is going to work, then you will just stop trying. And if this is you, it is so important to develop a, to develop a new mindset shift around sleep, 
<clears throat> so who do you need to become to achieve good sleep, right? Is it possible that you don't have all the information to be successful? And are you willing to soak up all of the information today and really try again? If so, I want you to make a decision right now, right? Right now to become a person who achieves quality and restorative sleep every night, right? Decide to become that person. And then I want you to start to prove it to yourself every day by using the strategies that I'm going to share with you. And I really want that for you, right? And you can do this, right? And getting a good night's sleep may be actually the thing that breaks your weight loss, pla weight loss plateau. I'm just saying, right? All right. So <clears throat> what makes you tick? What makes you tick? And what I'm talking about is your circadian rhythm, right? We all live according to our own circadian rhythm. And this rhythm is synchronized by cues in our environment and then organizes all of the processes in your body, such as sleep, digestion, and metabolism. And it works on a 24-hour cycle, right? We're essentially, you know, awake for like around 16 hours and sleep for about eight. And there's circadian clocks all throughout your body, right? In your tissues and in your organs that influence how your body functions, right? They tell us when we're hungry, when we're full, when to digest our food, when to sleep, when to wake up, and everything in between, right? And these clocks are synchronized by a master clock that sits, sits deep in our brain. <clears throat> so this master clock is stimulated by light specifically blue light, which occurs most strongly from the sun, right? Think of it as the control center for all of our body's biological processes. It sets the rhythms of our, of the tissues, you know, the tissue clocks throughout our body, right? And so when your master clock is functioning well, you feel hungry at your mealtimes and you don't eat when you aren't really hungry and you feel tired and you go to bed at the right time, then wake up without effort, ready to start your day. The problem is with artificial light. It totally messes us up. So while your master clock is trying to sync to the daylight and to nighttime, artificial light sneaks in there, tricking the master clock to thinking that it's daytime when it's really dark outside. And that messes with all of the other clocks and it also just keeps you awake. And if you work the night shift, first of all, um, if you work the night shift, thank you for doing that job, but your circadian rhythm is totally off, especially if you don't keep a regular schedule and make yourself sleep during the day. I have patients who <clears throat> work all day, right? And then come home and maybe sleep. I'm sorry, they work all night, right? And then they come home and maybe sleep three to four hours. And then on their day off, they do stuff all day and then crash hard at night. It's like being jet lagged all of the time and your body doesn't know if it's coming or if it's going. And unfortunately, shift workers are at a very high risk for chronic diseases, including diabetes. And I will definitely get into some strategies around that. So no worries. And one more thing, I want to talk about sleep apnea, right? And I know that I say this a lot. <laughs> I know that I say this is critical a lot, <clears throat> but if you have sleep apnea, it is absolutely critical, right? That you're treated for that. 
And sleep apnea occurs when there's an interruption in your breathing, right? Typically, the tongue and the tissues in the back of your throat fall back when you get into a deep sleep, right? And it blocks your windpipe, and then you stop breathing. So instead of getting oxygen out to your body, right, the oxygen level in your blood starts to fall to dangerously low levels, right? And then your body's alarm systems go off because the oxygen in your bloodstream is going down. And this makes you kind of come out of a deep sleep and then you roll over or your partner gives you a strong nudge because you're snoring so loud. But then the process starts all over again and it happens all night long. So just imagine that you stop breathing 10, 20, 30 times an hour and what that does to your body. The low oxygen levels, right, night after night causes so much stress inside. And I diagnose so much of sleep apnea in my cardiology practice because it is so strongly related to congestive heart failure, irregular heart rhythms that can cause stroke, fast heart rate and high blood pressure. It's so overlooked, right? And diabetes and sleep apnea are so closely linked. (laughs) I don't have enough time to go into all of it all of the information in one podcast, it could seriously be a full day's lecture. So please, if you have it, right, if you have sleep apnea, get treated. And I know that sleep using a CPAP can be challenging, but if you have, you know, if you have to keep trying to find the right doctor to help you troubleshoot any issues that you're having, right? And if you think you have sleep apnea, if you think you have it, right? So if your partner says you snore or stop breathing during your sleep, or if you wake up gasping and your heart's racing, get tested, right? And if you're not sure, right, I shared a link to a questionnaire in the show notes on transformyourprediabetes.com. And so you can go there and then go to episode four and take the questionnaire, If you have an intermediate or high risk score, please go to your healthcare provider and ask for a sleep study. Okay, let's move on. So when our circadian rhythm is disrupted, right, the effects on our body, right, to function and heal, right, really messes with our hormones, right? So normally as the day goes on, our sleep driving increases, right? And then at night, melatonin, our sleep hormone increases, and that makes us sleepy. But if your house is all lit up with overhead lights at night and you're watching TV or you're on your phone, iPad, or computer, your master clock thinks it's daytime and then the melatonin just won't come out. And then the result is you won't get sleepy. Other hormones are also affected by by disrupted sleep, right? Cortisol, our stress hormone, plays an important role, right? Because it's released in the morning and throughout the day to keep us, you know, going, to keep us rocking and rolling. But when it's high all of the time, it makes us crave unhealthy foods. It makes us hold on to belly fat and it makes our blood sugar go up. And with a disrupted circadian rhythm, it could be high at night, which can keep you awake, tossing and turning too. So also your growth hormone, aka youth hormone, should come out when you enter into a deep sleep, right? And it's the key for restoration and healing of your body. And this is when your body is rejuvenated and your cells repair, right? And it's also important for memory, right? When patients come to me and they're all worried about, you know, problems that they're having, right? 
Sleep is the first thing that I inquire about. So it's important to achieve a high quality of sleep to heal, right? And that happens when you sleep deeply, right? If you say you slept for seven hours, but most of that time you're awakened up, then your sleep quality is poor. If you're sleeping for 10 hours, but never feel rested, there's a major problem here. You want to be asleep for seven to eight hours and ensure that in that time, in that time in bed, you have no disruptions, right? You have to guard and protect your sleep, right? So that you can get quality, deep sleep, which is where the magic happens. And so while we're on this subject, right, getting good REM sleep. That's REM is also super important, right? REM sleep is when you dream, but more importantly, going into multiple stages of REM sleep keeps your brain sharp, right? It helps with memory and with learning. All right. So sleep is also super important when it comes to hunger and cravings, right? When our circadian rhythm is off, our hunger and our fullness cues get all mixed up, right? We have this natural appetite suppressant hormone called leptin, right? It tells us, you know, when we're full and to stop eating. And when your sleep is off, leptin basically stops working, right? Causing you to eat more at your meals, which is why you keep going back for seconds or thirds. (laughs) I'm totally guilty of that. And on the flip side, we have a hunger hormone called ghrelin, which tells us that it's time to eat. And when you're sleep deprived, your ghrelin levels increase, making you hungry all the time and causing you to have crazy cravings. So if this is you, stop blaming yourself for pigging out, right? You didn't know that sleep deprivation is one of the most powerful triggers to make you eat, And you didn't know that there's no way to stop craving if your sleep is poor, right? You didn't know that before, but now you know, right? Now you know. So sleep is no joke when it comes to losing weight effectively. And you can't get control of your blood sugar without it. You need to have, you know, optimize, you you need to optimize your circadian rhythm and get all of your hormones and bodily processing processes working together, right? Working together like a well-oiled machine. So I hope that after listening to this episode today, that you are a believer that sleep is everything when it comes to your health and your pre-diabetes. So do not give up. And I have so much more to say about it, right? So I had to split this episode into two. So in the next episode, we will get into the how, right? How to get your body to work the way it's supposed to by becoming a circadian master. And I'm so looking forward to discussing that with you. And I hope you'll check it out. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes so you don't miss a beat. Until next time, have a transformational 